We're four teaching friends from across the country. We've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> Bing. Oh, uh, hi, I'm Retta. <laughs> I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. Yes, we do. You know what's, you know what's really hard? Classroom pets. Oh my gosh, you're not kidding. Oh my gosh, of course you imagine the cuddles, the love, the students who look forward to school simply because they know when they get there, you have a classroom pet. Aw, isn't it nice? It's so sweet. I'm such an animal person. The you poop, are. Me too. Alive <laughs> and dead. The bedding, the madcap escapes, and the ensuing terror if there, if, if your pet happens to be a rodent. A oh, snake. Yeah. God, yes, there's so many pros and cons. So and then many. there's your allergies and that of your students. Will they get distracted? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will they really get upset if a fish, you know, goes belly up? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which they always do. <laughs> Definitely. Develop responsibility or will or will it be like when your family got a dog and mom took and it was for the kids? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So we know then that there are issues with classroom pets. It's it's a it's definitely kind of like a a hate-love relationship. Now, don't get me wrong. I have tons. If I had a bigger house, I'd have a whole herd of dogs and cats. But my little house, I've got a lot. But my classroom, it's a kind of a different story. So what are some classroom pets, your own or otherwise, that you've known in your history of teaching and that you've loved or maybe hated? Okay, guys, boy, do I have a story for you. Second grade, I was teaching in Tucson, Arizona, in that area. And and I had uh, a tree frog. We were studying frogs all year. And I had a tree frog that was named Rex. And Rex needed to eat live crickets. Sorry, I'm sorry. I can't stop laughing. Open house. It's it's open house. And I don't mean open house at the end of the year. I mean open house at the beginning of the year, which was what they called parent curriculum night, okay? And I'm dressed to the nines because I'm out. My school is out in the desert, and I don't have time to run back into Tucson in between the end of school. So I'm dressed to the nines. My little second graders, they're, you know, they're writing their little hearts out in their journals. And I take just a minute to take this huge foam core board and move it behind a bookcase because I'm tidying up the classroom, right? Because I've got parents coming. Right. I pick up the board and I swing it around and the cricket cage goes flying off the bookcase, lands on the floor. I had just refreshed the supply of live crickets, and there are 150 crickets hopping everywhere. Oh, Oh my gosh. Kids go hysterical. 
no one was crying, but there were shrieks and I'll help you, I'll help you, Mrs. Fields, I'll help you. And I'm like, nobody move because it's going to be blood and guts. I'm crawling around on the floor in pantyhose, high heels, in a dress. We are all trying to corral these crickets. We finally get them corralled, right? As many as we could anyway. And of course, there were some casualties. And the kids are finally sitting back in their desks. You know, my hair's standing on end. I've got to run in my pantyhose. I'm I'm scarred for life. And one of my little kids says, I know what I'm going to write about. (laughs) (laughs) That night. (laughs) parents showed up for open house. I have not met these people yet. Okay. This is my first meeting. The first couple walk in. Are you Mrs. Fields? Yes, I am. I want to shake your hand. I've heard you've had quite a day. And you know what? It was the best icebreaker known to mankind because everyone heard about the day the crickets got away. Oh, I'm sure they did. (laughs) What a story. What a nightmare. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. So tell me, tell me about the time. Uh, that was tree frog. I have lots of Rex tree frog stories. What about your pets or your friend's pets if you haven't had them yourself? Well, one of our pets was unintentional in that a parent brought in a rabbit she found in her backyard, a wild rabbit. Aww. And she thought, oh, I, she said, oh, I, I thought maybe, you know, your class could have it. I said, oh, thank you. <laughs> she brought it in a cage and everything. And the class named it Baby, wow. Baby the Bunny. And at that time, I had, I had a student teacher. And one day, we walked in on a Monday. No, no, it was just overnight. So we walked in. And I thought, gosh, Baby the Bunny is looking a little odd over there. It was laying kind of funny. And so I told my student teacher, you go over. Go, go touch it. And that's what student teachers are for, right? Just go tentatively over and poked at it, and he was already hard and cold. And, and I thought, oh my oh, gosh. And so oh. we got our plant manager, and he bagged him up. And I said, well, we can't get rid of it. And so we ended up having a whole little funeral at school, and we buried him in the garden. And the, the kids decided to write eulogies, oh. and it turned into a whole writing lesson. And I, I never. Yeah. This is so yeah. sad. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, I, that is. My story is about a bunny too, but now I'm so sad. So I was teaching second grade, and I was a very new teacher and a newlywed. And I was walking on the weekend past a pet shop with my husband, and um, it was in Mister Rogers' neighborhood. As a matter of fact, where we used to live. <laughs> And, um, and in the window was the cutest little baby bunny. And I said, I would love to have that baby bunny. And my husband said, No, we don't want a baby bunny. It will poop everywhere. And I said, You won't even know we have it. I will take it to school. (laughs) And he said, No, I don't think it's a very good idea. What's going to happen when there isn't school? What are you going to do with it on the weekends and at night? 
oh, please, I love the little bunny, I said. And in we went to the pet shop because, you know, that was still the point in the marriage where he would do anything that I asked. Right. (laughs) And we purchased the bunny and the cage and the pellets and the dishes, you know, the little squirty bottle thing with the metal thing for the drink from. And we set it up in my second grade classroom between two bookcases and we put up a fence in front of it thinking, great, if he gets out of the cage, he still has this whole little pen area. We put newspaper down. Well, first night, I come back the next morning, principal standing in the parking lot holding the rabbit. He says, I opened the door to the school this morning and this was waiting for me. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I take it back to the classroom and I put it in there and my little second grade engineers and I figure out a way to make sure it can't get over the bookcases because we figured that's what it did. Next next day, principal meets me in the parking lot. (laughs) And he says, you're going to have to put handcuffs on this rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) So we thought, you know, we did more engineering challenges and we you know, we tried to figure out how to contain it. The rabbit never got contained. And then there came weekends and vacations. Took the rabbit home for the first weekend. And my husband, who was not into the rabbit at all, is sitting there looking at it. And it was just the cutest little thing. It was just a little ball of fur. He said, would it hurt if I just take it out of the cage? We could play with it. And I said, well, you probably won't want to do that. It'll poop on your carpet. And he said, no, he just pooped. It'll be fine. He takes them out, puts them on the carpet. He poops. <laughs> Little pellets coming out. So we put him back in the cage. This happened a couple more times. It wasn't me. Hubby wanted to take that rabbit out and see if he could play. He says he couldn't possibly have any more poop in there. Let's take him out and play with him. Give him some freedom. Take him out as soon as his feet hit the floor. Pellet, pellet, pellet. So, so anyway, um, I th- what did we ever do with that rabbit? I don't even remember. But <laughs> I couldn't. We made Welsh rare. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> he says he says we made Welsh rare, but we certainly no. did not. <laughs> we we I know it is. Um, so. Um, I don't remember. I truly don't remember if we gave it away or took it back to the pet shop. It couldn't live at school and it couldn't live at home. That's my story. (laughs) Well, one little story that I have is um, my kids know when I was, and I was teaching uh, middle school too, they knew that I had gotten a puppy and they were begging me, begging me, you know, to bring it to school. So I got permission from the principal and everything, you know, brought the dog to school and they, you know, distracted, of course, practically the whole day, but they had fun playing with her. But one of the kids, by mistake, opened the door, and she ran down the hall. Oh, no. She turned the corner, and the principal the principal came out and got her and brought her back to the room. And, you know, we were just hysterical. But um, it was it was really a fun day. You know, when she had to go outside, we all went outside, and we walked her. And he was just a sweet little dog, oh, but we had a fun awesome. time. <laughs> yeah, they really did. Sweet. So- so we all have our pet stories, right? Some of them good. Some of I them love good. other people's pets. Oh, yeah. I love other people's classroom pets. I love my own <laughs> yes. at home, but other people's classroom pets especially are nice. So what about times where it's you allow animals into your classroom for learning purposes, but they're not pets? 
So I'm thinking about like science units and things like that with live animals. What happens then? Science and live animals, the agony and the ecstasy. Uh, one year I taught science and I decided that I would have the kids break into collaborative groups and they would take care of a pet. So we had gerbils, fish, snails, lizards, and frogs. Wow. <laughs> uh, they were to keep journals and they were to write diaries yeah. and everything. <laughs> well, you know, you know who ended up taking care of them most of the time, but um, of some course. of them tried. <laughs> And I remember one day a gerbil got out. The kids were chasing it all over the room. They were going crazy, could never find the gerbil. <laughs> but I would say a few weeks later, when we came into my room and like, oh, the smell, oh my God, you know. <laughs> so we had to get the custodian in there, you know, open up the radiator and there it was. <laughs> Ugh. Really gross. Oh, I bet the custodian <laughs> loved you. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was his favorite person that year. <laughs> so, was it just the gerbil, the remnants? Of, it wasn't a decomposing gerbil, was it? Sure uh, sounds like it, Tracy. Yeah, but yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of, you know, because the heat had been on and everything. So yeah. I, you know, the poor little thing. <laughs> a great <laughs> decomposition. Look at that. Yes. That, yeah, Lovely. that's right. That's right. We, we should have taken it out and looked at it under a microscope. No, gerbils are cute. Gerbils and hamsters are cute. But what about mealworms and hissing cockroaches? So picturesquely labeled as Madagascar beetles, please, oh. and goldfish. Oh. We've had all of those too. And you know what? To a third grader or a fourth grader, every one of them is a pet. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Have any of you ever right. had a fish last? You know, <laughs> no. no. Well, yeah. The goldfish? Oh my gosh. The goldfish that we had to use for science would be delivered like at 2.30 and we'd get out at 3.30. Yeah. So I couldn't use them until the next day. I'd come in the next morning. They'd all be dead. I'd have to go to the pet lunchtime and buy And every time I called the science center, Retta and I used to teach in the same district. Every time I called oh, the boy. science center, they'd make it sound like I was a fish murderer. I, I too. <laughs> and, and I said, please come and get these fish yeah. and dispose of them. And you know what he told me? The director of science flushed them. Yes. Flush the fish. I said, the children can hear you. Yes. <laughs> awful. Awful, awful. I know. Yes. Mm. Yes. We actually had our school's water tested because we killed so many batches of goldfish oh, one year. It was Yes. And we found the directions. Exactly. We that was what killed me. We'd follow the directions, and then I would always call the science center to complain. Yes. Well, <laughs> they, I wasn't the only one. You know, sometimes um, children ask to bring animals in. There I was back in Tucson again. <laughs> by the way, it was, there should be a song for that. By the way, I'm sure there is. It was the same second grade class. I don't know. Maybe there was a death wish on us, but. I will never forget little Jr. He was a second language learner, Spanish speaker, and he kept asking me. So there was a language barrier. 
Miss Willis, Miss Willis, or Miss Mrs. Fields, that's my name at the time, Mrs. Fields, I want can I bring in my chick? I want to bring in my chick. My hen, my chickens, they laid eggs, they hatched, I want to bring in my chick. And I it was right before Easter break, spring break, and I said, you know, let's okay, yeah, yeah, okay. How about when we get back from break? You thought it was like a little Easter chick, right? Yeah, I want to bring in my chick. And that's what he called it. And then he even said they hatched. I want to bring in my chick. So okay. we get back from spring break. And JR is back. And he, he, can I bring in my chick? Bring in my chick. Yes, yes, yes. Bring in your chick. That's fine, right? And you should oh know God. my classrooms and boxes because I'm making, I'm packing to get ready to move back to Michigan because school year out west there ends in at the first part of May. So this is April and I'm packing. He, he his father shows up, who's also a second <laughs> language learner, <laughs> with a box <laughs> the next day, a box. And the, the, the lid's tucked in and, and, and I, he hands me the, this box and I look at it and I say, oh, okay, um, all right. And then he leaves quickly. <laughs> And you thought, what a big box for a little Easter <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, we got a few little chicks. These are just half chicks. I open the box. It's a full-grown chicken. Like, put some flour and oil oh and gosh. fry it up. It's a full-grown chicken. Oh, oh boy. JR, you said chicks. Is my chicken. Yes, yeah, my chicken. Oh, it's a chicken. Yeah. Okay, no cage and a box that's too small for the bird. What do you do? So I put out newspaper. I stack my boxes up to try and make a cage. Oh, yeah, here, chicken, go on the newspaper. (laughs) And don't say chickens can't fly. They can move faster than you might think. I don't want to find out. Landing on kids' desks, pooping everywhere. God. It, it was never ending. Why do poop is the number one reason not to have oh, a glass bag? It goes on and on. And at the end of the day, because <laughs> I couldn't get hold of Dad because he was working. <laughs> at the end of the day, Dad comes to pick up Jr. and the chicken, and I say to Jr., "Aren't you gonna help me clean this up? Come on, help me clean this up." Oh no 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 no! I only feed them. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, it was traumatizing. You clean it up. Oh my gosh! All I'm laughing, year, thinking of your kids my... screaming about the crickets, then screaming about the flying and the poop and the. <laughs> oh well, and some of the kids were like, because he would land like on their desk. One landed on it. He landed on their shoulder and you know, like pecked at the head, and it hurt. Oh. And there's no shriek like second grade. No. Oh. <laughs> there's no shriek like a teacher thinking like, how am I going to get through this day? With this ticket oh, popping all over the place. Oh, it was awful. Awful. Yeah. So let's talk about this. What do we need to think about before you traipse down the yellow brick road of classroom pet ownership? What should you be thinking about? Well, besides just the cost, I think it really depends on your kids that year. Are they responsible enough? Will they take care of it? 
how low maintenance or high maintenance is the pet that you're thinking of? I, I much personally, I prefer to go visit other teachers' pets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Have a field trip to room 302. <laughs> That's Just right. Take your kids. We'll go see the pet over there. <laughs> you don't want to handle no. any live crickets or mouse popsicles. So, um, yeah, be yeah. careful. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Does someone say poop? Because you will be on detail. <laughs> detail. I guarantee it. I, you know why? Because no kid, especially if there's they're elementary kids, uh, it's hard to get them like to clean out a rodent cage or a snake cage. And yes, yeah, everybody mm. wants to pet the little furry creature. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to. Clean it, yes, you know everybody poops. People, everybody poops. <laughs> and they don't mind. They don't mind feeding the animals no. either, and but I they don't like cleaning it no, up. You have no, to decide on so. your smell your tolerance level. Even yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh. They do smell. They do make the classroom smell. They do. They do. <laughs> Especially if they die in the radiator. Oh, my gosh. I got another <laughs> yeah. story for another time. I raised canaries and parakeets in my classroom for about five or six years in a row. Wow. A parent got me started doing it because the kids could see the whole nest building and egg laying and hatching process. Oh. And I and I had a place that would take them back, wow. you know, and see that they had good homes. Everyone um, has a for family life. <laughs> but, but I developed an allergy to the feathers, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. So there was that. Yeah. And I, I hope we're going to get to have enough time for our number one tip because I've got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing you got to think about too is what Retta kind of alluded to with her rabbit story is what are you going to do when you're on break, right? Mm-hmm. What's yeah? Do you want that 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 rabbit going on a cruise with yeah. you? Uh, you know, Rex, let the kids take it, right? Well, and that depends too on the fragility of the animal. That's the other thing, right? Like Rex, the tree and the willingness of the parents. Yeah. Rex the tree frog couldn't go to a child's house because he was fragile. Um, however, mm-hmm. he came to my house and I had two cats. And, and they- oh. oh my gosh, that must have been so interesting for Rex. It was so interesting for everyone involved. One day there was a big crash because my former husband didn't close the door where Rex was kept, and, and there was the oh, cat in the terrarium. <laughs> so, oh, oh no. You just. You oh, poor Rex. Yeah. You know, but no yeah. one survived. He was clinging to the closet door for dear life with his little spoon toes. It was the cat that looked like he was traumatized. <laughs> I swear we're never going to forget Rex. No. No, we're no, not. I'm <laughs> so let's talk about that. What, if you had to pick for a newer teacher, what is your number one tip for pet ownership? <laughs> don't do it <laughs> no really <laughs> that says it all that's it <laughs> my number one stuffed. tip is stuffed <laughs> they make very realistic looking stuffed animals <laughs> all kinds 
I got a hamster that looked just like Humphrey from the book series. We were reading Humphrey in fourth grade and um, the world according to Humphrey. And I stuck a ruler up his rear end because it was a (laughs) and put him on my desk. And he's on my desk in a vase. And whenever anybody asked, and they will, please, can we get a class pet? I said, we have one. <laughs> and here he is. And Wait, Ray, I'm say confused. Hello. Why is there a ruler oh in his rear? Oh, because oh, he was a puppet and he was like all floppy. <laughs> so if I put a ruler in his rear, he stood up nice and straight in attention and he could see all the fun, fun, fun we were having in the classroom. That was how Humphrey thought. Well, ru- <laughs> rulers are better than poop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was going to say either go for low maintenance or I agree with you, Deanne, don't. (laughs) Just don't. Yes. I like the idea of finding a way to have animals come into the classroom for temporary situations. So like, like, you know, there's been schools that have read with a dog programs or mm-hmm. we have one uh, program in um, Southeast Michigan that's phenomenal that brings in exotic animals that they rescued called Science Alive. And these are scientists who know how to handle these animals and they can talk. To oh, Science science Alive is and, wonderful. Yeah. And, and so these are responsible people who are rescuing and it, it gives kids a chance to see. But but then they go home at the end of the day. Right. You know, I and I always took a half day when Science Alive came. But I heard it was wonderful. It is. You know, I'll wear the snake around my neck. No problem. I love them. But I don't want to have, I don't want to have it in a terrarium in my classroom. What is that about? They think that's the coolest thing, those, those presenters. They put the snake on the teacher's it neck. It is the coolest. Well, I asked for I love snakes. So I'm like, yeah. I never asked. They have a bright yellow one called Butternut or something that's just beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Well, those are our tips for tonight with pet ownership. There you have it. A very diverse a diverse group of opinions. Pick which one fits for you, but proceed with caution. I think we can all agree with that. Absolutely. We hope you join us next time. We'll be discussing teacher self-care for the winter holiday season and how to get yourself up and at them for a fantastic new year. Um, stay tuned. Check out our blog links in our program notes. Um, give us a comment if you like this episode or rate us on iTunes. Until next time, keep it real.